Hey there, Internet. I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mech. And this is the Gem Jam, where we do an episode-by-episode episode recap of the 1980s cartoon Gem and the Holograms, because both it and the comic are truly outrageous and truly Dark Gem Part 2. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. Dark Gem. Although on the cover here, we have got Blaze's magnificent red hair taking up most of the background. I actually like really love the cover of issue 12. Like that that pose is just so fun. Yeah, it's the, the composition of it, the fluidity, it's, it's really really eye-pleasing. This is a good cover. So this is Dark Gem Part 2. We have got the old team still on this. We've got Kelly Thompson on writing, art by Sophie. The story is still by Thompson and Campbell. We've got uh, Victoria Rabato, John Lee, John Barber, and uh, the publisher Ted Adams all here. We have our A-team for Dark Gem. So we don't actually have a previously page, or at least my page was totally black for that. I've got one. Did your copy get hecked up? Uh, yeah, my comicsology copy got hecked up or something, so I will listen enraptured. <laughs> Sounds good. It starts out with the misfits finding out that they have to replace Pizzazz, at least for a few of their tours, just, you know, since she currently does not have a voice. And then our next couple panels are Jerrica being approached by Synergy, with Synergy going, Jerrica, may I ask you a favor? Will you listen to something for me? And then the evil music entering Jerrica's head. The Reaper noise. Yeah, it is. And she goes, ah, what, what is that? And then we have Dark Jerrica. My page got hecked up and it is just a black page. Which seems appropriate. All that came before is nothing now. In the beginning, there was nothing. <laughs> and now there is only the darkest of gems. Uh, and by the darkest gems, I of course mean the Starlight Girls arguing again. Deirdre's on the floor. Displayed. <laughs> Given up completely. She has given up on everything. That's what happened to my roommate whenever he tried to assemble Ikea furniture. Just on the floor. To be fair, I think that's what happens whenever anyone tries to assemble Ikea furniture. That is part of the process is just lying on the floor hating life. So anyway, the Starlight Girls are just bickering about nothing again. Did you move my drums again? And then they all stop and pause and stare at something. Except for Leela, who's facing the other way. And guess who's come in? But the dark holograms! Oh my god, they look so good. These are the outfits that they're in that uh, they are on the special covers of uh, of Dark Gem 1. Shayna looks like Morticia Adams. They all just look like a Hot Topic exploded all over them. I think my favorite is like the shatter pattern on Aja's dress. I have no idea how you'd pull that off, but it's holograms, so who cares? Exactly. And we have another moment where they're like, I, you, uh, you changed or, uh, you don't like it. No, no, it's, it's great. It's really cool. It's, uh, it's edgy. Good, because it's here to stay. Now sit down, kitties, and learn something for once. It's showtime! I like to believe that that was in, like, a really deep satanic voice. We have this, this like, orange-red-yellow crackle coming out of the room as the dark gem music starts. And there's also this great thing where the, uh, where the gutter is, like, this open panel on the top one, and it slowly bleeds down into these, like, ink splatters down into darkness as we hit the It's Showtime. I'm worried about the Starlight Girls. Worried about the Starlight Girls 2K16! Because they just leave later as they meet Miss Bailey. They come out, and I know this is supposed to be kind of an unsettling scene, but the scene of, like, these four super goth kids coming out of a room and being like, Hey, Mrs. Bailey, it's hilariously suburban punk to me. It's like a bunch of teenagers coming by and seeing, like, the upbeat and accepting student counselor in the hallway. It's like, hey, Mrs. Bailey. Hi, girls. 
Two things that happen on this page. First, we notice that all of our holograms have yellow eyes sans pupils. And second, we're going to start hearing them talking a bit more, which is interesting. Because they're monotone. They're completely monotone, but they're not completely devoid of personality. It's them, but flat. And it's kind of interesting how they've managed to communicate that they're talking in monotone. Yeah, there's there's a definite amount of periods. There's no italics to accentuate words or anything like there have been before. And they're all very terse. Plus, all their facial expressions are really, really blank. It's definitely a really good use of the medium to just sort of communicate this with both art and lettering. We've taught them all we can. Yeah, school's out for the summer. Or whatever. Kimber is still Kimber, even while she is dark Kimber. Although I love that as part of the whole dark gem thing, they all talk like mean girls now. You can't sit with us. On Wednesdays, we wear the souls of the damned. So in contrast to this new color scheme, we switch over to the Misfits and they are jamming with Blaze as their lead singer and they sound incredible. And uh, and Stormer is very 80s today. Actually, everybody's kind of very 80s today. I love Jetta's afro. Also, it's weird turning a page and seeing the misfits as the colorful ones. It's like in response to Dark Gem, the misfits have gotten more neon. And there's also this really good lettering thing where we've got the lyrics to attack the night here as Blaze sings them out. And uh, her singing text bubbles are these jagged, same shapes as what usually use misfits. But where Pizzazz's was always green and black, Blaze has a yellow color scheme that really fits just like with her general hairstyle and everything. It's really cool to see the difference. It's awesome. And the rest of the misfits are also impressed. She's got the gig. Blaze can't believe it. But they're also on a really tight schedule, so they have a tour starting in three days. They have to spend the next three days rehearsing everything on the set. And I just noticed that Stormer is wearing fingerless motorcycle gloves with a little heart cut out of the- Little heart. Oh my goodness. Also, I really, 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 really love Blaze's huge hair in this issue. I I love how big it is. She's had really short hair before, so I haven't really seen like the texture of it. And this is really fun. So good. So uh, Stormer needs to know one thing. Can you handle this? And Blaze starts off with like, of course. And then I was like, uh, when do you need to know? And Stormer's like, now-ish. Oh, okay. Just just give me a minute. I really like this two panel that other people have isolated uh, since this issue have come out of just this uh, really good shift in expressions from, <gasps> and uh, oh, So this next couple of pages. So this is something that uh, has been talked about by some folk in the trans community about how this is handled. And what we've sort of decided to do here, we're all cis folks, so our general role in this should be to shut up and listen. We're not going to express any personal opinions on how this is handled because our opinions on how this is handled don't really matter. So basically from like the next page until the end of the scene after this, we're just going to tell you what happens and summarize it for you and not really go into any kind of commentary. We'll go from there. And maybe at most comment on like the colors because the colors are great. Because Blaze's hair doesn't stop being awesome over the next couple of pages. If you want to like go read some discussions about it, there are plenty on there. Lots of people are talking and their opinions are far more valuable about this than ours. So we invite you to do some research on your own. Back to the issue. Blaze is outside the studio in tears, wondering what she's going to do. And then Clash basically melts out of the shadows. She's like Batman. (laughs) 
She walks out of the shadows like a werewolf or something. What's your problem? Didn't you just get everything you ever wanted? Everything I ever wanted? And she's like out of the shadows. She's shadowed black hair. So you get the idea that she's about to do something totally evil. And then it's just this moment uh, where her face is totally shadowed on the on this bottom panel and says, didn't you just get everything I ever wanted? And then suddenly... Oh, wait, you're really actually upset. What's wrong? So immediately, like the drama gets dropped immediately once Clash notices that Blaze is upset. Because she is good friend. Evidence to the contrary that we've previously seen. Yeah, like I had been kind of iffy about Clash and Blaze as buddies, but, uh, but this scene really solidifies her being a good supportive friend. This is how friends actually react, unlike the five-year-olds of send people to tell other people things and don't actually say what you mean. She is here for her friend, regardless of what her friend decides to do. So Blaze starts to unload about what her problem is to Clash. And uh, first off, Clash looks really cute with this pixie coat. Also, I just remembered that she's wearing little symbol earrings. Blaze says, this is a crazy dream come true. This is everything I ever wanted. But how do I tell them I'm trans? And Clash immediately comes in, but you don't have to tell them. Blaze decides that she should anyway. And then she's worried, but what if they're not okay with it? And Clash does the friend thing and is like, well, if they're not, we're going to go home and destroy all of our memorabilia. It's fine. They're not even worth it, but that's not going to happen. They're going to be fine with it, I promise. So they go in together and Clash says, Blaze has something to tell you guys. And I admit, I think it's interesting that this page did not skip straight to their reactions. Uh, Oftentimes that kind of thing will not be said on the page. So Blaze says, I have to be honest with you. And if you don't want to sing with you after this, then I'll understand. You'll be wrong, but I'll understand. I'm a transgender woman. And the misfits just say, is that it? Yeah. Okay, cool. Whatever. Stormer says, it's none of our business. We're here to be the best band, so you're in the band. (laughs) I love Roxy because she goes, wait, I do have a question. Are you punctual? I hate waiting. Am I punctual? Yeah, it means like being on time and stuff. I know it seems like rock stars shouldn't care about that crap. Oh, we're so cool. We don't follow the rules, but it's actually like super important. Blaze is like, yeah, I'm punctual. Okay, you're in. I love Roxy so much. I actually really like this little bit here because it seems like Roxy could be a person who like lords over when she is more educated in the meaning of words and stuff than other people. But instead, she's just like, oh, you might not understand what punctual means. Let me just tell you and then we can move on quickly in the conversation. So yes, she is in the band. They say, we've got a lot of work to do. Clash, could you get us some coffee? And we see Clash walking away, um, kind of by herself and in the dark. But then Blaze throws herself at Clash from behind and gives her a hug. Thank you so much, Clash. They're good friends. Meanwhile, at Starlight Mansion. So we have actual crew members helping them load up things to go on their tour. You say helping, but none of the holograms are doing any of the work. They're too dark for work. No, the other purple bag, says Shayna. This is a weird page because for once we're not seeing the holograms helping out with moving their own gear. Well, they're dark now. They have other people move their gear. And also Shayna's still in the Morticia Adams getup and I love it. Yeah, everybody is going to be in these outfits for the rest of the issue. Uh, And also, are those stables? They look like stables. Those, those are stables. I feel like that's the only, like, the original doll line, all it needed to be a success was to also have horses in it. Yeah, how did they not have glam rock horses? If they'd given Jim a glam rock pony, it would have outcompeted Barbie and the Rockers, no problem. Yeah, it's true. 
I mean, the closest thing we've had to, like, a glam rock pony was, like, that My Little Pony Halloween special I saw screenshots of, where one of them was dressed like Jem. That is actually the closest we've gotten. Also, if there are actual horses in those stables, whose job is it to take care of the horses? That's Mrs. Bailey. Mrs. Bailey doesn't live here. She drives over from the community center. Every morning and night. She watches the orphans. She brushes the horses. I think I see, like, one horse in there and a goat. Unicorn! So, uh, Rio's like, you guys are sticking with the new look, huh? And Aja's like, looks like you don't like it. And he goes, no, it's not that. It's it's cool. You all look great. It just doesn't seem very you. Well, learn to adapt, Rio. Life is change. Also, the roadies are trying to lift this case that's extraordinarily heavy. And Shane is like, hey, there's sensitive equipment in there. Is there a body in there? There might be a synergy in there, but it is very equally likely that there is a body in there. I don't know. In fiction, whenever they're trying to lift like a suitcase thing and it's super heavy, it's because there's a dead body in there. It's true. Also, Aja is watching this happen as Shayna is quote unquote supervising. Aja's just like in her incredible dark gem get up, sucking on a soda. So then we see Jerrica approaching in the background. Yeah, Rio's here looking for Jerrica, and here is Jerrica, and like everybody else, she is completely dead inside. Although her eyes aren't red anymore, so that's- That's a thing. That's better. She's got a little bat under her eye, though. And the gemstone rings are still completely black, and they were missing for a panel there? Yeah, they kind of disappeared. It's fine, don't worry, it's fine. It's dark. Holograms. Hi, says Rio. Hey, says Jerrica. Rio's here to sort of check in on Jerrica because, you know, she's dark now and they're about to be on the tour. And uh, she's like, hmm, yeah, sorry about that. We've been holed up writing some new material. Re- really? Stuff stuff you're going to play on tour? Yeah. Something wrong with that? No, no, of course not. I just, you've already got a great set. You sure you want to intro new stuff with so little time for the band to rehearse? Actually, I think it's going to blow your mind. The fact that she sounds like an apathetic suburban teenager who's just discovered what goth is just elevates this from mildly entertaining to sheer comedy. Speaking of apathetic goth teen, here comes Kimber. Oh my god, Kimber. And they're even like, even while they're dark and like monotone, they're still sniping. Hey, Rio. Come on, Jerrica. We're late. You would know, Kimber. Whatever. I'm in the limo before you are. Yeah, well, there's a first for everything. Actually, the sign that you could tell something is really wrong is that they're all sniping at each other. And also they're saying Jesus, which they didn't before. I remember someone saying, like, you can tell they're dark now because they're taking the Lord's name in vain. You can tell that they were allowed to call each other B with an itches in this comic. They would be. This is about as harsh as it gets for an all-ages comic. Rio is also here not only because he's checking in on Jerrica and there is clearly something wrong here, but he's also saying that the score, the magazine he works for, the blog probably, is sending him on the first leg of the tour because he did the interview piece. So... Well, I don't know. I thought maybe I could ride with you guys in your tour bus. I thought it might be fun as opposed to riding with the misfits, you know? Yeah, I don't think that's a great idea. Okay, okay, sure. I'll see you later tonight then, I guess. Jerrica, Jesus, come on. Shut up, Kimber. Yeah, they're telling each other to shut up. That's also a bad sign. And then again, Shane is the only one who points out that maybe Jem should be in the car. And uh, here comes Dark Jem hologram with her amazing spider heels. I love those spider heels. I would not be able to walk in those, but I want them. I want them so bad and I would never be able to wear them. Rio, Jem, 
Yeah, Rio and Jem just sort of exchange monosyllabic names, get in the car, drives away. And Rio pouts, as is his wound. Though in this case, kind of for good reason. Meantime, I think this is our first major exterior shot of Pizzazz's fabulous house. Which looks awesome. It looks like Tony Stark's house from Iron Man. It does. It also looks like it's about to topple into the sea at any moment. Well, that's how you know it's fancy. Yeah, we've got Stormer showing up at Pizzazz's house trying to talk to Pizzazz. Pizzazz, come on. I know you're there. It's been days. I need to see you. I need to talk to you. Unfortunately, Pizzazz isn't answering, isn't letting her in, and Stormer tries to beg, just tries to talk to her anyway, talking about Clash's horrific auditioning, the fact that Eric recorded it, uh, Roxy turned into a ringtone, and Pizzazz still won't answer the door. And the tour is leaving today, and they want her there. We're not really us without you. So take care of yourself, heal fast, and come be with us, come lead, okay? And we flash to Pizzazz sitting just inside the door with her back to it. Seriously, the moment the big one hits, that house is going to crumble into the ocean. And it will be appropriately sad, okay? We have a change of scenery here. The tour buses are on the road, and they've pulled off off to a diner that I guess the misfits head to a bunch that has, like, lobster mac and cheese and, like, shrimp and crab and cheese thing and that cute little dish. And I really love this because all of the misfits are in appropriate travel wear, which is, like, big comfy t-shirts and leggings and shorts, and we don't care. And then we see all the dark gym girls of course still in their dark gym wear and stormer sees kimber and is like wow what hey storm and they just walk by and like oh and also blazes casual wear is a luna dark t-shirt with like the sleeves cut off i'm so happy what the bloody hell say the misfits rio is just as lost as they are stormer is very concerned and roxy just wants to eat Roxy needs food before she passes out. So six minutes until the first show that evening. This page is hard. It's Stormer approaching Kimber. Stormer is talking to Kimber before the opener goes on. And uh, oh God. Okay. Babies. The babies. Stormer just tries to wish Kimber a good show and say, I love your hair. And then she's like, are you all right? You seem distant. And she's just all these monosyllabic responses. And I thought you said... I mean, I I thought we were sort of back together. Uh, um, that's how it seemed. Mm, that's not quite how I remember it. Oh. I gotta go. We're on in five. Okay. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry, babies. I'm I'm gonna cry, and also I really love Stormer's hair, and I'm gonna cry. Oh, it's so cute. Why did you break her heart again? Why does this keep happening, babies? adorable little babies why can't they just be happy so the holograms are they got three minutes until showtime rio shows up asking if anyone has seen jerica jesus rio we're not her keepers she's around here somewhere yeah you're a reporter rio i bet you can find her which is not really endearing jim anymore to rio also rio's hair has increased in length by like six inches since earlier today i have i have seen some arguments on twitter between sophie and kelly because sophie really wanted to make rio's hair like super long and kelly was like no no keep it short sophie please i love how in this comic a character's hairstyle 
file will be like eight inches longer from one day to the next. There is no even attempt made to keep the hair in continuity. It's just, you know what? We're just going to draw everyone with cute hairstyles, different cute hairstyle every day. Realism can go out the window. We do not care. It threw me a little at first and I've really come to embrace it. Everybody has different hair and their hair is always cute. It's fine. It's cool. We're good with this. It's amazing. I guess like Sophie had addressed that at some point and said that like in one of her previous comics, I think it was Wet Moon. It's like, I tried very hard to keep the continuity with like how long somebody's hair should be when they get it cut, how long it takes to grow back. And with this one, I was just like, who cares? And I agree with her. I agree with her as well. It's fantastic. I love it. It is fantastic. So uh, meanwhile, the holograms, last chance. Anyone want out? No way. This is going to change everything. Everyone. Hell yeah, says Aja. In demon letters. Oh my god, though. The next page. Oh my god, the next page. Oh my god. Okay, so we have this single top panel, this red panel with them in silhouette as the curtain opens up and then the music starts. Holy jeez. This is like even more jagged and terrifying than the Misfits music. This is so intense. This page looks so great. Not to mention the lyrics. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. They look so dangerous. This like image of of Jem's like forward facing face here. Oh my god, it's so freaking scary. The misfits are in the green room along with Rio. Blaze says, should we like go out there and watch them? And everybody else is like, no way. Roxy's got some sugar-coated boffos. We slash back to that jagged writing, made a little god, got you in our thrall, made a little god, here comes your fall. And then we switch to the audience. Their eyes are yellow, the jagged lines, it's in their ears, and their speech bubbles are blank. (laughs) Worried about the Starlight Girls 2016? Oh my god, I don't know what's happening and I'm scared. Also, a nice touch, our holograms page, our letters column, it's replaced the usual picture of Jerrica with dark Jerrica, and it is white text on pure black. Which is incredibly difficult to read. We are dark now. Anyway, we've only got a couple of letters this uh, issue, and everybody is again like, dark dem is great, and oh my god. Like, none of these are yet in time to uh, to talk about Dark Gem 1. I expect the next holograms will just be screaming. Yeah, sounds about right. Let's cross our fingers and be worried about every character. The Gem Jam comes out every Sunday on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. We are also on Twitter and Tumblr. You can find us just about everywhere at the Gem Jam, except Twitter, where we are at Gem Jam Cast. If you would like to support the podcast, you can either give us some reviews and ratings on iTunes, which really helps our metrics, or if you have any dollars sitting around and you want to make things a little more outrageous, you can donate to our Patreon. We are at patreon.com slash the gem jam. We have lots of cool stuff for you. Until next time, dear listeners, I'm Annie. I'm Kit. And I'm Mac. And this has been the gem jam. We remind you, three can be outrageous if two of them are dead. 